Hello and welcome to the second episode of Since Last We Met, produced by Hoya Blue, the leaders of the student section. This week's episode includes a wrap-up of Hoya's athletics, a wrap-up of the Oscars, and an interview with the coach of the women's basketball team, Coach Natasha Adair. Uh, I'm Jacob B. Steinberg. And I'm your boy, Brian Nickley. And I'm Jack Lynch. Alright, let's get started, boys. Since last we met, men's basketball have lost their last three home games to DePaul, St. John's, and Seton Hall. Hoyas now stand at 14-16, and 5-12 and 12 in the Big East. They play their last game tomorrow in the Verizon Center against the number two ranked Villanova, hoping to secure a victory to close out the season. It's also senior day, so please be sure to come along and cheer on the seniors. The Big East tournament starts the 8th of this month during spring break in New York. To all of our New York listeners, come out and support your Hoyas at MSG. Yeah, but if in New York over spring break, that's pretty suspect. Also, uh, those Unless games... Unless you live there, Brian. <laughs> no, 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 that's still pretty sus. Um, also, those three games weren't all home. We played St. John's in Madison Square Garden, and we all went on a road trip to that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's, it's always fun to go see your, your fighting Hoyas when they're away. But uh, DePaul and Seton Hall were both home, I yes, believe, right? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Uh, since last we met, women's basketball lost their last two against Marquette and DePaul. They now stand at 17-11, 9-9 in the Big East. Congratulations to Deanna White and Dorothy Aramako, both named All-Big East this week. Congratulations also to Kennedy 8 floormate Faith Woodard, who did not win an award in the Big East, but is still riding that high from her incredible senior game on February 19th. It's a big... Big sophomore year Jake Steinberg reference there. That's a big sophomore <laughs> you know what? Junior this, year. It's the second time we've made it on this podcast. Yeah. We're two for two on making the eighth, the Kennedy 8th floor. <laughs> yeah, you know, she was a junior on Kennedy 8, which I thought was pretty sus as well. Yeah, that's pretty suspect. As a junior in Copley, I don't think we should judge any upperclassmen <laughs> for their dorm styles. Uh, since last we met, baseball has gone two and three to send our record to 3-5 and five total. Or in baseball terms, we're batting 375, which is 33 points better than Babe Ruth's career batting average. Yeah, he's a chump. <laughs> he's the greatest baseball greatest player of all time. Listen, 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 listen. He is a traitor. As a Red Sox fan, he is a traitor. And we reversed the curse, but I will never forgive Babe Ruth for what he did. He was, you traded him. No, 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 no. Yeah, There's not his fault. Here. This is not... This is... Entirely on the Red Stockings, which is like not even the same team anymore. And they traded them, by the way, because the Red Sox were poor and out of money because their owner had made a series of bad investments, yeah, and so they had about, to trade him for the Yankees I will give along with that. a large sum of money. I, I think there seems to be a theme running through this episode. Oh, there's a lot of suspects in this episode. So uh, Since last we met, us. Brian, <laughs> men's lacrosse lost a thriller to number 13,000 at home. They lost 11-10 to 10 on Saturday. We're still looking for a first win, but we've been playing against only the highest competition lately. That's true. We played number 13, Towson, and national number 4, Notre Dame. Uh, and that game was in Texas. And quick note from that game, on a uniform level, Hoyas Lacrosse wore all black uniforms, including the helmets. First time that's ever happened. And it looked pretty dope. Although I would imagine pretty warm on the field in Texas, in the all black. But hey, still, it's winter. It's still. It's better to look good than to feel good. Said there were six weeks of winter. <laughs> I think. I think it was a great look. Since last we met, women's lacrosse also lost to Townsend on the twenty second. They're now one in three on the season. Since last we met, softball finally got their first win of the season. Actually, they got their first three wins of the season, bringing their record to three and eleven. A great band, love three eleven. You guys ever heard Amber? Great song. <laughs> 
That is an obscure reference. Since last we met, swim and dive teams placed second in the Big East tournament. Margaret Barnhorst got gold in the women's three-meter dive and was also named the most outstanding women's diver of the tournament. Molly Fitzpatrick, friend of the pod, got gold in the 200-yard backstroke. Brian, I believe you know Molly Fitzpatrick? Yeah, Molly Fitzpatrick and I, we go way back. She's in the same major as me. We were in the same orgo lab. Shout out to Ronald Davis. Great class. Loved it. Learned a lot. But uh, yeah, human science is a real major. I promise we learn things. Mom, if you're listening, I will do something with my degree. I promise you that. I just don't know what it is. Since right last <laughs> a quick note, Molly Fitzpatrick uh, got gold in the 200-yard breaststroke, not backstroke. Uh, my bad. Misspoke. <laughs> uh, since last we met, track and field uh, placed four Hoyas in the D1 championships this year. Joe White, Scott Carpenter, and Jonathan Green will represent the men, and Kennedy Wisner, pardon my pronunciation, will represent the woman. Since last we met, women's tennis beat GW 4-2 to improve to 5-1 and one on the season. And since last we met, women's sailing placed 6th in the Charleston Women's Regala. Now let's wrap up your pro Hoyas. It seems that a lot of them in the NBA have been on the move this week. Uh, big boy Roe Hibbert, uh, class of 2008, was traded from the Bucks to the Nuggets, proving that Chicken Finger Thursday is not a choice, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> Otto Porter was instrumental in the Wizards' 112-108 uh, upset of the Warriors. Porter knocked down two free throws to give the Wizards a two-point lead with just 17 and a half seconds remaining. Also, fun fact about Otto Porter, he has the best three-point percentage in the NBA this season. Hollis Thompson, class of 2012, was signed by the Pelicans this week, which will really put his degree at Georgetown in aviary studies to good use. Uh, that is not a real major. <laughs> Dikemi Mutombo, who majored in linguistics, real fact from, brought to you by Jack Lynch, has come out of retirement and will now be playing for the humongous Melonheads alongside all-star Pablo Sanchez and Pete Wheeler. It's a solid backyard baseball reference. Uh, backyard basketball, thank you very much. Well, Pablo Sanchez was, I mean... Pablo they were, Sanchez... They all, well, they were in all of them. It's yeah, the backyard it's... sports franchise. Personally, I think backyard soccer was the best because... Mm, strong take. Yeah. I was, Hot I take. Was, I was a backyard baseball kind PS2, of kid. PS2, backyard basketball. Let me tell you, Pete Wheeler had the nicest dunks on the team. <laughs> Little known fact, so, backyard hockey, only available on PC, not on a Mac. That was a heartbreak for eight-year-old Jack Lynch. Oh, but it was it was so much fun for eight-year-old Jacob B. Steinberg, let me tell you. <laughs> on this note, we're going to kick it to the interview Brian and I did with Coach Adair yesterday. Uh, it was right before practice. Have a listen. It should be a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jake alongside Brian, and we're here today with women's basketball coach Natasha Adair. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show today. This is awesome. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. How are you? I'm pumped. I mean, we're getting ready to, you know, head to Milwaukee for the Big East tournament. You know, and and it's uh, it's on. The Big East does it a little different. They uh, have the have the tournament on campus sites. So this year it'll be at Marquette, but. just to be able to, you know, just keep it going in a sense. I mean, we tell our kids it's zero zero. It's a new season, but I'm just really excited about where we are as we head to Milwaukee. So you're going to Milwaukee. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's the most exciting thing about Milwaukee? <sighs> the fact that that's where we're going to cut down the nets and hopefully <laughs> win this Big East championship. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it's just 
it's tournament time. It's March Madness. Um, this is what this is what it's all about. You know, just that preseason grind and, and boot camp that we did with with Army ROTC. I mean, if you date all the way back and just all the hours that the kids and the coaches put in to, to getting to this point. And so it's just the best time of year. Uh, Coach? Yeah. Well, I think that's a good lead, and we had a question about that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. How many hours a week do your kids put in? Like, what does a typical practice look like? Can you just peel back the curtain for us laymen? Well, again, you know, NCAA rules, you, you're only allowed to go four hours a day. You, mm -hmm. you know, you got to give them at least a day off, you know, during the week. But I think it's spaced out throughout the season. I mean, preseason, you spend a little bit more time, obviously, with conditioning and with work. Uh, the middle of the season, you know, practice is, is not four hours anymore because you're managing bodies. Now it's about two and a half, get in, get out. Uh, and this time of year, it, it's really about whatever the focus is. I mean, it's not uncommon for us to go an hour, 45, two hours, but we get right in, you know, whatever the scheme is, whatever the strategy is, because now it's, it's time management, it's body management and making sure, you know, the kids who play the mo most minutes that they're doing more recovery drills and the ones that uh, we want to continue to develop, they're getting extra individual work. So it's about managing the season um, just kind of at every point. I know when Brian played uh, middle school basketball. <laughs> uh -huh. Eighth grade travel, Eighth grade basketball. travel basketball. Okay, okay. All uh, right. His, his team ended every practice with a game of knockout. Or, okay. you know, around the world or horse or something. Well, you know, it's kind of cool. We do this game called five-minute shooting. Mm -hmm. And we put the post, the bigs as we, you know, the forwards. So the four and five positions on one end and then the ones, twos, and threes. And being a post herself, you know, and I just want to put this out here on the cast, right? The posts are up and, and we're kicking the guards' butt. So <laughs> let, let's just let this be clear. Do you have a uh, record? Well, I, I think we're up like seven to two or something Ooh. like that. You know, it, it's, it's, we're crushing them. We're crushing them. And it was kind of funny. The other day, Faith Woodard had a, a meeting with one of her, her professors. So she, she left practice early. Mm -hmm. And so the bigs didn't win that day. And so we had redemption yesterday. And mm -hmm. Faith said it's because she was back. So, But we try to make it competitive. I mean, at the end of practice, you, you want to bring them back together. Um, and, and just that unity and, and you want to leave on a good note. And mm -hmm. so that's why you try to play some type of competitive game and, and just, just build that chemistry. Right. Coach, when you came in your first year with the team, mm -hmm. uh, the team had four wins. <coughs> mm -hmm. This year we have 17. <laughs> yeah. What's your secret? Like, do you read Malcolm Gladwell? Is no, that what this is? no, not at all. Um, I, I think it's just trusting the process, um, and, and understanding, you know, I have a great staff. Um, you know, my coaches work tireless hours, but I also have a great support staff and just having the backing of, of my administration that again, process, it doesn't have this, you know, sometimes people want, want it to happen now and they want immediate gratification, but to come in, you have to build trust. And then once you build that trust, you know, with a group who had, you know, been through a lot of transition with, with different coaches. And so now the consistency is there. Um, and the talent was always there. But we just had to just rebuild that trust and restore that, just that love and that passion for, for what Georgetown women's basketball has always been about. And, and now we're just in a good place. There's been a good change in the past three years. Mm -hmm. um, and if I'm correct, you, you were on the coaching staff in 2004 as well. Yes. How has the women's basketball program changed since then in the past decade? Well, I, I think, you know, when I first came in, I came in actually in 1998. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I was here through 2004. Um, and, and again, you know, the conference was different. It had a different look to it. It, it hadn't realigned as of yet. Um, and so you still, still had some of those rivalries. Um, 
but to this day, I mean, George, Georgetown is, it, it, you know, it's always, to me, it's always been home, you know, and, and the Big East just has a special place in my heart, but the, the league, I think, has changed a little bit, but just the expectations of Georgetown being at the top and Georgetown competing, um, it, it, that's always been. And we have the best of both. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, we, we say that we're a global university. You can go anywhere in the world, and they know what that G stands for. Mm-hmm. And we want that to be represented, you know, in women's basketball as well. And so it hasn't changed in that sense, um, but the conference has changed uh, a, a little bit. How has the university as a whole changed? Have you noticed any big differences? Well, it's uh, way more buildings. Um, yeah, look, look where we are. You know, way more buildings. We're in the Thompson um, Center right absolutely. now, which wasn't there in 2004. No chance. Um, but it just it's forward movement. It's growth. You see the campus grow, um, you know, and, and just the constant. We're, we're changing with the times mm-hmm. uh, to be able to, to sit here uh, in the Thompson Center. Um, you, you know, this is surreal in itself. Um, you know, McDonough and our, our little area, McDonough, that's what it was. And, and, you know, we were very happy with that. But now we have this, you know, I call it a museum in a <laughs> sense. Um, but it gives our players pride. It gives us pride. And, and again, you have to pay it forward with work. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're just honored for, for me. And, and, and it's still surreal for me to be able to come back to the place that first gave me the opportunity. Coach, how can Brian get a pink jersey? Brian... I don't know. We we have to get you first. You have to pass your sprint test. Uh, I don't okay. think I can do that. So. Well, we'll see. There's there, there's criteria for this. You you dropped the word sprint. And I'm sprinting the other direction. <laughs> what what is a sprint test? What well, is- that's our preseason conditioning test, and so there's a series of of seventeens that you have to run sidelines, um, and then there's champions. It's a kind of you know our way that we tweaked suicides, and you know you have to do a series of those. Make them positive. Um, Turn them into, mm-hmm. When you complete them, you, when you wanna, complete them, it's not about suicide. It's about becoming a champion. It's becoming a champion. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, and they have times based on position. And so that's just kind of when you come back, it, it's just you show your commitment of the time and work that you put in over the summer. And then that, that's kind of the last thing we do before we kick off the season. So we, we kind of put them through that little sprint test. So much has been made of your outfits throughout the season. Oh, gosh. The women's basketball team <laughs> even had all positive. Yes. Uh, the women's basketball team even had a promotion yes. where they got to choose the shoes, shoes. you wore on, on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you, do you have a fashion consultant, and no. is it Bradley Hayes? <laughs> no, it's not Bradley Hayes. He's it, a sharp dresser. He <laughs> is. He is. But um, it's kind of funny because uh, for Lynn, I actually gave up shopping. So that just kind of lets you know... Um, how serious this is, but you know, you, you, you look good, you play good and, and, but you feel, I, good. you feel good, but also, you know, we're in sweats a lot and, and, you know, just still as an example and as a role model for our young women, um, this, your prof- this is work and, mm-hmm. and we want to put, you know, that professional edge on it. And, and I just want our players to know that they can rock in, in anything. And so, uh, whether it be in sweats, whether it be in, in four inch heels, um, coach, can you dunk? And follow-up question, can you dunk in those heels? I cannot dunk in the heels. Um, <laughs> and back in my day, kind of like, you know, your, your middle school team. Yep, I um, I could dunk back then. But, you know, the ups right now, uh, I don't think so. We, we have to go lower the rim a little bit. And <laughs> then, you, you know, sky's the limit. Right. 
Same thing with if you give me one of those kitty hoops. Oh yeah, I'm, then it's I'm on. Doing it 360s, is on. Three sixty dunk contest. the legs. Winner is me. Everything. <laughs> so we want to know. Yes. Are you superstitious or just a little stitious? Um, what sort of pregame rituals or traditions do you guys have for every game? Well, for for me, I'm not really superstitious, but I kind of you know do the same thing in a sense in some areas. You know, I listen to music. I change my nail polish. That's kind of something you don't know. Um, like, kind of like for winning streaks when you well, lose no, just, each other. No, game, game by game. Game by game. game. game by game. I change my nail. I, I get my nails done day of game. Wow. And it, speaking of music, what's your pump up song? All Beyonce. <laughs> Everything Beyonce. I'm I'm such a Beehive the, fan. Oh, it's it's. There bad. are a lot of listeners who are going to be very happy about that <laughs> answer. <laughs> the Beehive is really going to be proud of this one. <laughs> But no, all Beyonce for sure. Um, I, I'm just, I need, you know, you, you got to have that adrenaline going and, and you're just pumped up, ready to go. And, and she just, for me, um, she when gets she to go says, home. okay, ladies, get in formation to you, that means four out, one in, right? That's that means the formation. four out, one in, you know, a little motion, you know, yeah. a couple of screens for Dorothy and Deanna and let, right. let Faith go, but. For sure. So going back to your superstitiousness, mm -hmm. we dug up a tweet of yours from uh -huh. September 22nd, 2012. Oh, God. Where you tweeted that you had found seashells <laughs> and that you were hoping they would bring you good luck. We printed that out. Oh, it is a picture of her holding four seashells in her hand. Very mm -hmm. little seashells. Very nice seashells. Mm -hmm. uh, so let us ask you this question. Did they bring me some luck? Did they bring you some luck? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. <laughs> this must have been in Charleston, South Carolina, where I got these seashells. Do you still have them? No chance. I don't know. I don't know where they are. But uh, I will keep this picture, and I will take this with me to Milwaukee. You also have all of our questions on it too, oh, just in no. case you want to relive the interview. No, that's awesome. So, does the team have any sort of rituals or pregame um, stuff that they do? Um, I know they all listen to different music. You know, mm -hmm. music is kind of the thing. Um, Dada Burton, you know, she she comes out and gets shots up. That's kind of she's one of the first ones out on the court and she gets in her little routine. She has her little individual dribbling routine. But um no major ones where like someone has on their high school jersey or you know, there's their shorts yeah, or certain well. lucky socks or anything like that. Not nothing to uh um, you mentioned music. Who is the best dancer on the team? It's going to be between Dada Burton and Morgan, Morgan Smith. I think both of those, they, they'll, they like to cut a rug. But I, think Dada, I think Dada could take Morgan. I, I think I'm going to give it to Dada. Yeah, so I mean the purpose of this podcast, and we yes. don't really want to talk you know, strategy too in depth. Right. We really want to show the listeners that these athletes are real people. They're sure. fun. You yes. know, they're not these scary, imposing, wall-like people that we see all over campus. Right. You see Bradley Hayes. Um, <laughs> and so that's why we like to ask questions like these. And yeah. so... Follow up to best answer. Who has the smelliest socks? The smelliest socks, I'm sure, <laughs> would go to. Uh, you got to sell someone out. I know. I am. I am. Um, this is this is our version of the gotcha question. You know, I'm I'm gonna say it's um, they're gonna kill me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say it's it's Jade is always changing her tape on her on her feet. Every time I look at her, she's pulling her shoes off. It's Jade Martin, senior Jade Martin. We'll Let's that. just throw we'll her under answer. the bus. Right, and she'll be gone. Yeah, she's gonna be so mad. It's all right. <laughs> um, what is your 
favorite moment at Georgetown? You were here in the 90s, you're here again. Uh, what's your favorite all-time moment at this university? When I stood up on that podium uh, and they announced me as the head women's basketball coach. Because it, it was, you know, you always talk about your first impressions and, and just leaving your mark where you're somewhere. And to be able to come back, you know, mm -hmm. to the university that gave me my first coaching opportunity. So it was like 17 years I had came full circle. And to be back where I'm from, to be back in front of my family and my friends, that by far was, you know, is, is still one of the most memorable moments. That's awesome. Um, so you guys do have practice in about three minutes, so I think, you know, we, uh, wanna... we can, Yeah, we got a couple more questions for That's you. Fine. What do you think we, the fans, mm -hmm. can do for you? Mm -hmm. Just continue to support us. Uh, I, I, just from day one to now, it's so awesome to look over and, and just see Hoya Blue cheering for us and just mm -hmm. see the fan base increase and increase. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are our sixth man. And, um, I mean, our players love it. You fuel us. You give us energy. Um, and it's just exciting to just see us continue to grow. I mean, we're your team. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to give you a great product. We want you to love what you see. And I love when, when you guys are heckling the fans and, and just yeah. making McDonough just a very hard place to play. Do you so. have a favorite heckle you've heard this season? No. <laughs> no, no. I, I get so in tuned in the game. But you, you look yeah. over and, and you just see, you know, McDonough just rocking with, with, with fans and, and just you guys are you guys are part of us. Right, we're going to play a quick game right now yes. where we That's ask right. you this or that questions. Okay. Uh, and you uh -oh. answer either this just or that. Rapid for fires. example, mm -hmm. yeah, just don't this think, just answer. Okay. For example... Uh, what's more important, free throw percentage or field goal percentage? Field goal percentage. Open, open three, three or uncontested layup? Oh, open three. Bad or bougie? <laughs> bougie. <laughs> Pep band, horizontal stripes or vertical stripes? Vertical. <laughs> Ice cream or pizza? Pizza. Epi or Bulldog Tavern? Bulldog Tavern. Uh, Syracuse or Villanova? Georgetown. <laughs> that's, that's good enough. That's, a, that's the right answer. Honestly, that's the right answer. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the pod with us, Coach. Thank Just you really so much. It. Before we let you go, do you have anything you want to let the fans know? Anything you want to promote? Anything of that nature? Well, just stay tuned. Uh, again, you know, we're headed to Marquette for the Big East, but mm -hmm. you know, postseason play is upon us, and and you know, if we're hosting anything here in McDonough, we'd love to have you guys there cheering us on. Sounds yeah, great. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Good luck at practice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coach Adair. That was, that was awesome. So what we're going to do next is we're going to provide a recap of something that happened within the week but was not necessarily Georgetown-related. And we're actually going to give some hot takes on it. This is our top five Oscars of all time. At number five, Brian. The fifth greatest Oscar of all time goes to Oscar Isaac. And the fourth greatest Oscar of all time goes to famed NBA star Oscar Robinson. At number three, we have noted Georgetown fan Oscar De La Hoya. At number two, we've got the one and only Oscar Meyer Wiener. And at number one, the greatest Oscar of all time is Oscar, the Grouch. Way to go, Oscar. Uh, let's actually have him come up and give a speech. I believe you wrote an accepted speech to give to all of you guys. Okay, listen to this. Everyone on Sesame Street is always talking about love. Yuck. But now it's time for me to tell you what Oscar the Grouch loves. The thing that Grouches love best of all. Oh, I love... 
Wait, wait, no, I'm sorry, there's been a mistake. Moonlight, you've won best Oscar. This isn't a joke, this is not a joke, this is not a joke. Moonlight has won best Oscar. Wow. That's a cultural reference right yeah, there. We're, we're so just, topical. We're just drinking. Nothing but the most current, up-to-date jokes. I don't know why you A series of Oscar puns leading into a Moonlight joke. <laughs> it's a hat on a hat, Ryan. You this know, is what I was trying to tell you. you know, I don't know what a hat on a hat is, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, A, that it's we messed up. the inception of bad jokes. It's one funny thing on top of film, so <laughs> Terrible analogy. Anyway, I'm sorry that we had that screw up, and I'm sorry that you guys had to endure Jake's delivery, so it's just... Next, we have... A new game we're going to introduce called Athlete Anagrams. Here's how it works. Each of us have looked up athletes or things related to Georgetown sports and put them in an anagram machine. And we're going to read out the anagrams and see if our other podcast hosts or you listening at home can guess what the anagram is for. And if you can guess what it is, give us a call right now and let us know. We'll give you a prize of some sorts, but uh, I don't we'll know. We'll have you live on the air. Yeah. Oh, live on the podcast recorded I, last night. i got night. some pretty good anagrams prepared here. I don't think anyone's going to solve so mine, even, good, even me. I don't think I can get them to a the good example podcast. Uh, a good example anagram is OK Agua. Which, Brian, what is that going to do? Well, I think, okay, Agua, you got a you got a G, a K, and a Y. I'm going to say that's a Koya Gao. That's absolutely correct. For those listening at home, did you get it? A Koya Gao? All right. Now, each of us are going to go around and give two anagrams and see if everyone else can get it. Ooh, uh, I've actually got three really good ones. So Brian gonna... can give three. Mm. Brian, you go first. All right, all right. You boys ready? I'm going to I'm gonna give you a softball, a little meatball to start us off. Chess or Riggs? Chess or Riggs? Chess or Riggs. Ooh, my first thought was Dean Chester Gillis of Georgetown College. Oh, no, no. Get real, get real. Yeah, Chester Gillis, love him. Chess He's not related to Riggs. Friend of the pod, Chester Gillis. Chess, <laughs> Chess or Riggs? Chess or Riggs. Can we get a hit? Uh, yeah, not an athlete, but related to athletics. Chris Gross. Oh! <laughs> Good one. I kind of butchered the pronunciation on the name. I That's believe, but. famed Georgetown Athletics Department marketing director Chris Garassi, the uh, brain behind director? Kale Night, behind Kale Night, behind, behind hot dog just, or sandwich. Just the brains thing. behind everything. Yeah, every great promotion you can think of that came out of Georgetown in the past two years. Uh, Chris, we know you're a podcast listener. We love you here. We love you. All right, who's up next? Uh, I'll go. I, I got a good one. Idea, hog, join. Idea hog join. Join idea. Oh my god. They're so hard when you don't have the word that's anagrammed right in front of you. Jesse Govine. No. Jake, there's no D in that. No S either. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a J and a G is what I was going (laughs) for. God, uh, alright, let's go to the phone lines. Let's see if anyone's got anything. Alright, well, no one's calling in, so I guess we're gonna have to move on. Um, alright, can we have a hint? He is a Georgetown administrator. Jack DeJoya? John DeJoya. John DeJoya. John also, I don't know if he's necessarily related player. to athletics. He oh, has yeah. former, former football, football player. player. Okay. All right, I got one. Yas, a hoax. Yas, a hoax. How many, how many A's are in that Yas? One, one A in Yas. Y-A-S. A, a hoax. Yes. Uh, H-O-A-X? God, who's H-O-A-X. got an X in there? I'm just thinking of like... Yeah, I'm just thinking of like Xavier in the Big East. Uh, is it Xavier? It's not Xavier. It's not Xavier. Oh. X. See, I feel like the X should really give it away. I feel like it should. 
This is why I'm not an English major. Or I a, am an English major, and they're still so hard. <laughs> or a linguistics major, like Takembe Mutombo. Takembe Mutombo, linguistics major. Noted linguist, Takembe Mutombo. All right, Jake, throw us in. We're not uh, What it. rocks? What rocks? Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> No, Wait a second, no, but no, we're no, understanding that these were all yeah, names. Yeah, this is, come on, come on, these are not. It's George Out Sports, guys. This oh, is the fight. We're thinking of people, though. Like, the cheer. All right, all right, moving on. And I will say it is a basketball player. Bro, thy brie. Bro, thy brie. By brie, I mean cheese. I like, to, I like to imagine this one is, uh, is just like a frat guy. Who, who dropped cheese on the ground and his buddy's standing next to him. Bro! No, it is not a frat guy. I will tell you it is a, a basketball player. I have no idea. Hip. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Hibbert. Roy Hibbert? Hibbert does not sound like hippopotamus. Uh, I was just going for the first hiss sound and the, the kind of double consonant there. Wow, so. I think that tells a lot about us as a group of people, how bad we are at... We're bad we're, at anagrams. All right, let's move on to our next segment. Um, this is the let's get ready for the game tomorrow segment. Nice. Tomorrow, the Hoyas play against Villanova. So we have looked up the bios of some of their players, and each one of us has taken a player and gone and done some research into them. Uh, Jack, I believe you looked up Josh Hart. Can you give us uh, Josh Hart's player bio? Uh, sure, so Josh Hart... Junior on the Villanova Wildcats, shooting guard. He was National Player of the Year, according to his mom. He has held and defended that award successfully for 21 years. He can also cook the best chicken noodle soup, and he cleans his room every day, according to the same sources. Says Mrs. Hart, he is the love of my life, and I hope he never leaves home. Moving on. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat Hart. Thank you, Pat Hart, you wonderful, wonderful human. Uh, Brian, I believe you did Dylan Painter. Dylan Painter, freshman. Forward from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Now, here's the ironic thing. He has a severe lactose intolerance, and as such, he has a crippling fear of the chocolate-themed adventure park just miles from his home in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And also a fun fact about him, he spends his summers working as a drywall finisher. Now, I thought he would have worked as a painter, you know, kind of, you know, the eponymous career for him. But, funnily enough, and this is a fact I found after some digging, drywall finishers fall under the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades. So, Dylan, you can't escape your destiny. Uh, I did Wildy Cat, who is 5'10", but 4010 when he gets stuck in a tree. He loves yarn and hates when he catches the red dot, but then it disappears. The D in his name stands for danger, evidenced by his refusal to wear a helmet when skateboarding. While he did not make the cut for Christopher Guest's mockumentary mascots, he is still just as much of a joke. Boom! Zing! Wildy Cat! Do we have an air horn sound effect somewhere in here? Like <laughs> We'll get that in post, right? We'll, we'll, we'll put it. We'll put an air horn. Yeah. Wow. That was, man, I'm feeling the heat from that one. Finally, this week we have one thing we'd like to promote before the end, and that is we are promoting spring break. Spring break. Spring break. Coming up tomorrow. Well, I guess technically it's it's today after your last class. Spring break begins, baby. Not if you have 1 p.m. Spanish tomorrow morning. No, tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow morning, Jack. What are you? Jack. Jack well, you 1 p.m. When, when you're a junior in college, fun might fact. as well be yes. the mid morning. There are multiple instances of me waking up past 12 noon 
on a Friday morning. I just I say good morning to people until it's dark outside. Yeah. As a general rule, on a Friday or a weekend. Well, I mean, absolutely. I force myself to take nine a.m. classes that way. I don't have this issue. I, on I Fridays? Myself, yeah, I put myself in morning classes because if I don't, I will sleep in. You are anyway, a stronger man than me. <laughs> anyway, after your last class today, it is officially spring break. Everyone, be safe out there. Jake, what are you doing for spring break? Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to New York to visit the uh, men's basketball tournament. All right, well, this brings us full circle to finding out who is going to be very sus in New York. Apparently, it is our very own Jake Steinberg. Listen, I'm very sus in New York, and it's going to be a ton of fun. This is the first year I've been at Georgetown when I won't be going to the Big East tournament for spring break, which is a bummer. I love the Big East tournament. It's always fun, and also, I think... Always exciting for every team's fans, no matter how your season has gone already. It's just when you get into the garden, every game kind of goes down to the wire. So Well, especially because, as everyone who's anyone knows, you win the Big East tournament, you got a ticket to the big dance. Mm -hmm. And magic happens in the garden. All right, that's it, guys. Yeah. Uh, Hoya Saxa, have a safe, safe spring break. And I just want to say good night and good sports.